WTBF Memphis. Flynn Broadcasting Stations. Oh, yeah. From the Tigers' sideline, it's Tigers Talk with Memphis broadcasting legend Greg Gaston. Hear Greg weekday mornings on Sports 56 Mornings along with Eli Savoy from 7 to 10 right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. On Twitter X at Greg underscore Gaston. Here's Greg with Bryant and Brett. Greg Gaston joins us now to talk Tigers. You can hear him every morning on Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli. Uh, he'll also be on the Tiger basketball call this weekend on ESPN Plus for the Tigers versus Tigers Memphis versus Clemson game this weekend. Greg, thanks so much for joining us. And let's start off with that win by the Tigers against ranked uh, Texas A&M on Sunday. What were your biggest takeaways from that game? Really a, a massive win for Penny Hardaway's team coming off back-to-back losses. Yeah, it really was, Brian. Good afternoon to you. Thank Good you, afternoon to Brett and all our listeners out there. Yeah, that was uh, one that that really surprised me. i got to be honest with you. I was asked by a few people, and they said, what do you think, Greg? I said, ah, it's going to be tough to go down to College Station, beat that team. As you recall, Memphis uh, had that nice comeback to win at VCU against a pretty mediocre VCU team, but they did get a win in overtime. So at that point, it wasn't going that well. They were being out-rebounded by teams. They were giving up a bunch of offensive rebounds. And so they were going up against a team that was more athletic overall than VCU and could rebound the ball better. Plus, they were playing in a pretty hostile environment. So the biggest takeaway I got from that win was how well they rebounded the basketball and did so without Jordan Brown, and with Malcolm Dandridge only playing 11 minutes because he fouled out. Mm -hmm. So give a lot of credit to those guards, to players that came off the bench in reserve roles. When they got in there, they knew what their job was. They had to limit second and third chance opportunities by the Aggies. They did so and got a huge win against the top 25 team. And now it sets up the biggest non-conference game, maybe since a Rick Barnes and Tennessee team came in here. It, it's certainly one of those. Uh, I would have to, uh, I guess, go through the history, but I think you might be right on, Brad, as you usually are. This is huge. This is the 13th-ranked team in the nation. Yeah. So this is undefeated. a big-time yeah, big team. There's only, what, seven undefeated left in D1. So this is mm-hmm. a big-time team. A team that, quite honestly, has disappointed in postseason play while they put together some really, really good regular seasons and they haven't really come through big time. They think this year, with this experienced team that they have, that they can make a long run. So Memphis gets the opportunity, first of all, to play a home game, first time in about a month or so, (laughs) play a 13th-ranked team, then get ready for another ranked team on Tuesday in Virginia. Hopefully it will be a sellout or at least close to a sellout, and I think it will, at least for Saturday's game, They're calling for the whiteout. I know the ticket sales are going briskly. And this is the opportunity. And you put put yourselves into this position by doing what you've done to this point in the non-conference portion of your schedule, winning that game at Texas A&M. Sure, it was a disappointing loss to have the lead, double-digit lead in Oxford and lose that game against Ole Miss. Other than that, the first half of the Villanova game, as you guys know, in the Bahamas was a downer. After that, everything else has been pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. Comeback wins, making plays down the stretch, going to overtime and winning at BCU. So 7-2, and now you have this opportunity here against two ranked teams 
to really solidify your place in college basketball this year as you get ready for conference play just around the corner. And almost a, a second opening night, opening day. You had the the, <laughs> the real one, but this, this long delay, mm-hmm. you know, a, a month, and now this big-time opponent – after going out and, and, and proving itself, having chops, ha- having really good wins, I don't think this next two, Greg, has to be sweeps. And I don't think swept, and I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I, I don't think even being swept does mortal damage. Yeah, first of all, I love what you said about this almost being another opening night. Yeah. It does got that vibe it to does. it. It does. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think... I don't think winning both is like a mandatory thing. They're in trouble if they don't. But certainly losing two would put you way behind the eight ball because these are, even though they're ranked teams, and right now Memphis is not ranked, these are home games. Mm -hmm. So I think to ask for a split is not asking for too much. But I know Tigers fans out there, they're greedy in a good way. They want the sweep. And it's certainly a possibility as well. I mean, certainly you're looking at a whole different style It'll be a 180 from what you do when you play Virginia on Tuesday, but they'll cross that bridge when it comes to Tuesday. Right now, the concentration solely is on Clemson, solely on a veteran team that rebounds the basketball well. That's what Memphis is concentrating on as I spoke or I listened to Penny Hardaway speak and some of the players speaking today as well. Even the introduction of a new player and not just any old player, a huge contribution. So you're talking about Naquan Tomlin? I am. Yeah, Naquan Tomlin, so far, is mums the word, uh, at least at the press conference again today, and who knows when. When you say mum, don't ask, or you're not going to get an answer? You're not going to get an answer. Gotcha. It, it's the, the, the question, in fact, we were told before it even started today not to bring up his name. But I know that Penny's been asked. I know that uh, I dealt with assistant coach Andy Borman on Wednesday and Jeff Crane, Deputy AD, and it's basically, really, don't bring it up. You can talk in general terms right now. But I understand that. I don't think that's yeah. anything uh, untoward. No, because it, it's not official yet. That's it's right. going to happen. There are numerous reports out there, local reports, but also national writers, that indicate this is going to happen, and it could be a game-changer for the Tigers. But for right now... They're not saying anything. Now, now here's the only Nick thing that irritates me when we kind of when we kind of do this with, on the local scene, and and I've, I've been a part of it at other places at Ole Miss with don't don't go there, be careful with this, you watch that, and then they give the big reveal to a national. <laughs> <laughs> now come on now, yeah. you know, I, I played along, and then I, then then I I didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great point. We've seen that happen before. Happens a lot at the pro level with the Grizzlies and things of that nature, right? Woj or Shams are breaking stories. Well, that's a league rule. The only those right two there. can break it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. There are, I guess, contractually only those two. But um, I, I don't know who will officially have it, when, it's, when it happens, when it's announced, if it's announced formally. I don't know. Uh, all I know is this, that it's not a simple process. It's not don't, – don't I don't want to make it sound like it's really co- that complex. That's right. But you have to get – you certainly have to get uh, compliance. NCAA, you got to make sure that everything carries over as a grad student. Admissions from office. State. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you're, you're doing all those things. You're dotting your I's. You're crossing your T's. Then when the kid is enrolled officially, he can start practicing with the team. Then you have to find that chemistry where he fits in right away. You just don't throw him into the fire. I, at least I don't think so. Now, 
it's a shame because more than likely, I, I can almost guarantee you that's not going to happen for Saturday and more than likely not going to happen for Tuesday. Yeah. And those are two opponents where you can really use a talent at six foot ten like Naquan Tomlin because it puts a lot more pressure <laughs> on Malcolm Dandridge and on those guards that we just talked about a few minutes ago where they came through at Texas A&M. Yeah. Clemson, I think, is even better. They're, they're veteran big men who know how to rebound. P.J. Hall is a guy who will probably play in the NBA. So those guys are going to have to step up, and Malco's going to have to try to stay out of foul trouble. Now, Jordan Brown, I know that will be a question you guys will bring up, and it's yeah, probably nice been talked question. about a lot on your show and every other show. Mm-hmm. Penny said it once again today, this afternoon. As far as he knows, he's still sick. That's Has he been the to the dock line? <laughs> <laughs> that is the company line. Yep. He says it kind of with a smirk on his face. I look, right, and he, they still well, we got minor med clinics all team. over town. We need to get the young man to one of them. There's there's tons of them, right? So look, Jordan Brown. I I just don't see now. The, the odd thing about Jordan Brown is he cannot leave to go to another school. Right. He can leave to go play professionally around the world. He can go to maybe get a G League gig. So there are options for him. But those options, probably not as much money as he's getting paid now through the NIL. I don't know exactly how much it is, but I'm sure it's a pretty penny to be able to bring in Jordan Brown. The guy has obviously not lived up to expectations. Whatever the reason is, whether it be lack of playing time, his minutes certainly went down. Well, yeah, whatever the, whatever the case is, maybe embarrassment that he's not, not able to play like he should be able to with the rest of the guys on this team that were brought in in big roles. He was expected to be, play a big role. He hasn't done that. So, again, the company line is he's still a part of the team. He's sick. It does not appear that that is going to be uh, another game with Jordan Brown in uniform. Because think about this. Let's just say he was in uniform. How is that going to work <laughs> with Tomlin, with Jordan Brown, with Malcolm Dandridge? You talk about ruining chemistry. That chemistry would yeah. be ruined in a heartbeat. So I don't see that happening. Great point. So getting back to my point is on Saturday, when you play Clemson, a really good rebounding team, very intelligent team, they don't mis- make mistakes. Penny said this. They don't make mistakes. So don't expect to try to you know, turn them over 20 times and do this and do that to them. They just don't do that. So that means, again, those guards, everybody that's on the floor, Malcolm Dandridge, they're going to have to step up big time if they are to win this game. So, Greg, on Jordan Brown, I mean, how long do we play this game, do this dance where we, you know, we're, we're saying he's sick every single week and every single time <laughs> Penny talks to anybody before we get uh, a definite answer one way or the other? I don't even know if this guy is here. I don't, I don't yeah. even think he's here in Memphis. So, Good Lord. Um, is he at Mayo when, Clinic? <laughs> yeah, he's up in Minnesota somewhere. Uh, when, <laughs> when it happens, I, I, I have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine. But I would imagine once Tomlin is officially announced as a member of this team and enrolled in this school. It's a miracle then I think, That's right. <laughs> yes, then I think we will get the news. Now, whether or not maybe maybe Jordan Brown will Jordan Brown will use social media to say something. I again, your guess is as good as yeah. mine. Right now, I would just if you were a betting man, I would not put money on Jordan Brown playing another game in a Memphis uniform and I would put money on uh, Tomlin uh, very soon playing for the Tigers. Now, I don't think it's going to be these next two, but I think if they get their if they get their wishes and everything goes according to plan with all the paperwork and he starts to practice, I don't think it's out of the question to think about that Vanderbilt game mm-hmm. as the 
more than likely his debut. That's the one, Brian, the other yeah. day that Brian had circled Greg Gaston, the very familiar voice of Greg Gaston, our guest from the Tiger sideline, brought to you every week by Jim's Place in Collierville, the law offices of Stephen Leffler, Mount Moriah Auto Sales, and Neal's Bar and Grill. Also, Oak Court Salon. Sports 56 listeners get 25% off at Oak Court Salon. Ashley Waddell and Lane LaScola are expert stylists at Oak Court, and they're giving Sports 56 listeners 25% off their first appointment. That's right. Cuts, color, highlights, balayage, Brazilian blowouts, split-in treatments. Book today and save 25% off at sports56.glossgenius.com. Greg, I mentioned Clemson on Saturday. The back-to-back duo. I've called it the Tobacco Road at Home duo of Clemson and Virginia and I was I said it preseason I'll say it now I said it after the loss at Ole Miss after the first half collapse against Villanova the scheduling and how it was kind of divvied up mm-hmm. marvelous marvelously done by coach Hardaway Yeah Penny has reached out to a lot of big time programs I mean I guarantee you if you yeah. say if you say and, have he, you and he's to had the door slammed in his face at some places oh, yeah. and we might need to start calling names huh Exactly, and I'm not. I'm not saying that this has happened with 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 Cal, but I can guarantee you that if you throw out a name, just say Kentucky. Have you contacted Kentucky? Yes. He'd have you contacted him. Gonzaga? Yes. Mm-hmm. Arkansas. Kenny has contacted. Arkansas yeah. Sure. All Tennessee. Mm-hmm. He is not backing down. Not willing to back down to anybody. Now, I did ask him in the press conference today. I said it is interesting how you basically have been away from FedEx Forum from the friendly confines for the last month. And he talked about the schedule, it Just it's just the way it is. And I said, when you talk to Tony Bennett and and when you talk to um, the, the Clemson coach, Brad Brown, Brown what, what, what did they say about like playing one of those games maybe in Memphis first, and then, or, or, or second, rather, and, or, or kind of moving up the schedule to play in November, or try to tinker around to make sure you're not on the road for four weeks. And he said, well, they certainly wanted to play these games first in Memphis. He said that. But he also said that it's just, it's just the way it was. Like, he didn't want to do, he didn't want to have this long a drought without playing at home. It just turned out that way. Because I was thinking that maybe he could have had Virginia or Clemson play earlier in the schedule, maybe the second game of the year. Mm -hmm. But I also understand maybe you want to open up like you did with a couple of teams that you expected to beat, which was, Jackson State, Alabama State. Now, sandwiched in between, you had the road game against Missouri. So I would not have mind, uh, certainly the way they came back and won that game of Missouri, to have Clemson or Virginia on the heels of that game and then to have the other one played in December. Therefore, you'd have another uh, you'd have another home game, but you'd also have a marquee home game early in the season. Instead, home fans have basically had to wait until this game. And quite frankly, the two crowds at the two games to start the season – the first game, and then I guess it would be the third game of the season, right. were not great. No. So that's why there's been a push by the school, by Penny himself, to try to get that place full and rock it like it used to rock for both the game on Saturday and Tuesday, and they've gone all out with the whiteout for for Saturday. Again, mm-hmm. I think Saturday's going to end up being either a sellout or very, very close to a sellout. Great crowd. we'll see about yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll see about Tuesday because it is a work night. Yeah, it's a I, school I, night. I don't think we need to get in the weeds on scan count Saturday and Tuesday. No. It's going to be great. I don't, I don't think so. By the way, by the way, are, are kids still in school? Like, is Tuesday a school night? Oh, Man, I don't know anymore, Greg. That might be when kids I don't know days. either. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know a college is the, the kids rap. I'm talking about mm-hmm. young kids. Are they I don't still know who's great? eligible anymore. I don't know what year's left for anybody <laughs> anymore. <laughs> when school's open. Lamar, I'm with our you. Our friend Lamar Chance tells me I blow I blew it geographically. That Cle- Virginia and Clemson ain't Tobacco Road. <laughs> I was meaning ACC, Lamar. I know you're right. <laughs> I love that. That's great, uh, Greg. I'm, I'm you know talking about schedule, and we've already seen next year. I mean this this athletic department and this this basketball staff has already been working on the schedule next year we know they're going to go to Maui and then last week we learned that they're going to play San Francisco at the Chase Center next year before Maui when they're kind of making their way out to the Hawaii I mean San Francisco year in year out is one of those really good mid-major teams that you usually hear a lot about towards the end of the season around NCAA tournament time I thought that was a a great team to put on the schedule right before you play in a massive uh, early season tournament. Well, he had said it before. There was no question they were trying to find a West Coast opponent mm-hmm. to tune up for Maui. And as Brett knows, you go back in history, San Francisco has had some unbelievable programs. Yeah. Now, again, I, I don't good think now. too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. Brian just alluded to that, and I, I was going to say they're pretty good now. But it's not like the last fifteen or twenty years they did some no. sort of power. Right. But after, I think after Bill pro- Russell and Bill Cartwright, there was kind of only one <laughs> exactly. way to go. Yeah. Exactly, but I think it's it's a pretty good approach. Now, who knows if Penny reached out to, let's say, UCLA or yeah. USC or somebody like that. He, Knowing him, he probably did, he but did. San Francisco probably. will do just fine for the team to get that tune-up. It, it will do just fine, and, and, and Greg, real, smart scheduling there, because everybody knows, for as luxurious and fun it, as it is, it's a killer trip to go play anything in Hawaii. You know full well. Johnny knows as well. <laughs> y'all flew halfway around the world and never play. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy for the football team. But I've been to Maui a couple of times, once to cover the Tigers uh, in the Maui Classic, once just for a vacation a couple of months, a couple of years ago with my family. Now, I would assume, and, and maybe I shouldn't assume, because by the time next year rolls along, you know, hopefully they have made strides and trying to build back what they lost tragically in Maui, because mm. this year's Maui Classic was played in Honolulu. Yeah. So I, I don't know whether or not they'll be able to go back to Maui and to that small gym, that high school gym in Lahaina, Lahaina, excuse me, Lahaina, where they've played that for so many years. So I, I don't know if you know what the goal is for next year mm-hmm. uh, with the tournament uh, people and whether or not they'll have it actually on the island of Maui. Yeah, I sure hope they're able to. Uh, Greg, before we let you go, I do want to uh, get to football real quick because um, just a couple of hours ago, Jacob Likes, um, the Memphis offensive lineman, made it official um, that he is going to uh, forego his final year of eligibility and, de- and declare for the 2024 uh, NFL draft. Uh, Memphis's football staff, they've got a lot of work to do with the transfers on the offensive line, and now Jacob Likes, who has been uh, a staple of that offensive line the last couple of years, um, they've got some work to do in the transfer portal to uh, to add some offensive linemen. Jacob Likes is a terrific young man, mm-hmm. and I wish him nothing but the best. He's a product of Christian Brothers High School, school my, my son attended, and he's going to give it a shot. He's going to give up that final year of eligibility, like you mentioned. Um, he, he's, he's good at what he does, and, and hopefully he'll be able to make it at that yeah. next level. As you know, they've already lost several offensive linemen. That's now four mm-hmm. if you're scoring at home. So this is huge. Right now, this is a we look at the schedule for next year. We look at who um, is back for the, the, the big-time teams. And when I say big-time, the two lanes, the UTSAs, the teams that are expected to battle Memphis. Obviously, SMU is gone. You, you look at 
the situation, you go, Memphis has a great opportunity. When you have a Seth Hennigan coming back, a four-year starting quarterback, when you have Rock Taylor coming back, a great wide receiver. But if you don't protect and you don't give that quarterback time to throw the ball, you are in trouble. Yeah, and this is, we saw Davian Carter has uh, committed to Texas Tech. He's a good offensive lineman. He's not a great offensive lineman. What it tells you is that linemen are in demand. And even linemen that are average can get big-time NIL money. And it is so hard to keep the linemen. And it is so hard to find the linemen. So this puts a lot of pressure on Ryan and his staff to be able to find these replacements. Mm -hmm. Because that's first and foremost right now that I can see is getting replacements, solidifying that offensive line, and making sure that they have what they need for Seth Hannigan to be protected and to do his thing next year. If that's the case, they have a chance to win the conference. Absolutely. And when we've seen the staff, I mean, uh, these past couple of years in the transfer portal, they've done a really, really impressive job bringing in um, some really talented guys. So we'll see what they can do this year. But Greg, thanks so much for joining us. We'll do it again next week. Sounds great, guys. Take care. Thank you. Greg Gaston with us every week. And that was, as always, a really fun visit with Greg. You can hear him every morning from 7A to 10 10 a.m. with Eli Savoy on these airwaves. At All-Star Auto Group down in in South down in I'm, I'm sorry down in in Olive Branch you can head down Highway 78 as soon as you cross into Mississippi first exit Kraft Goodman Road and you're at All Star Chevrolet where you can get all the Silverados and you also can save a lot of money right now fin- financing down to 1.9 or up to 10 grand back in cash and no payments for 90 days your good credit deserves it you'll get it at All Star and you'll get the great treatment from the great people there. You'll see all the red tags, and that means discounts. That means savings on Tahoes, Equinox, Trailblazers. Families just love the Traverse with the third row seat. So you can do more together for a Christmas trip, any holiday trip, a bowl trip, and whatever you might be doing New Year's Eve, you want to be driving one of the cars from All Star. For military, college students, healthcare workers, teachers, extra $500 bonus back. If you want a certified pre-owned Chevy or any pre-owned all-Stars got them. If it's not on the lot, ask Jeff. He'll find it for you. And Jeff and Kevin, they want everyone to know, and everybody at All-Star, Drew DePriest, the whole team, they want everyone to know that they appreciate your business all through this year and through the many years. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and a very healthy 2024 from everyone at All-Star. Remember, it's not South Haven, not Bartlett, Mount Moriah, or Collierville. It's got to be Olive Branch down Highway 78, and you're there. Find new roads to All-Star Chevy today or go to allstarautogroup.com. Well, it's Thursday, so we've got Thursday night football tonight, a Thursday night football game that you can hear right here on Sports 56. But we need to talk about it, so let's go ahead and get to a break. On the other side, we're talking NFL. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus.
I'm Brian and Brett with you in our Family Leisure Studios, and uh, we got Thursday Night Football tonight, and it's on Prime Video, as always, but um, as always, you can listen to it right here on Sports 56, and I want to go over uh, our weekend at Sports 56, busy weekend here, uh, doing a lot of games tonight, Chargers at Raiders, Um, pregame's going to start at 6.30 tonight with that action, kicking off about 7.15 on Saturday, it's our first Sunday, or excuse me, our first Saturday with NFL games, we'll be uh, carrying Vikings at Bengals 11.30 pregame for that 12 o'clock tip. That night we're going to have Ole Miss versus Cal at 6pm. Um, that night pregame 6.30, the tip off for that Sunday. Uh, a triple header in the NFL. Buccaneers at Packers, Commanders at Rams, Ravens at Jaguars um, on Sunday and then Monday. I know we'll talk to you before then, but Eagles at Seahawks at 7pm. But tonight's game, Brett, Chargers, Raiders, two backup quarterbacks what are you expecting tonight? Not a lot of points. What, what, what's what's the over and under right now? Rent, still Boy, around thirty one. Uh, Earl, I haven't checked today. Let's check today and see what it is. I'll oh, see. and I forgot to ask Greg, being a proud Italian American, uh-huh. has, has he heard that Tommy DeVito's Italian? Huh. Have you heard that? No, Brad, I missed that yeah. one. Yeah, 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 and they're really proud. I missed it, huh? Um, let's see what the uh, what the total is. Earlier it was thirty four and a half, but. Right now, let's see. Let me go to NFL. Let's see. 35. So it's moved up. It, it has gone up. Um, Brett, I don't, I'm probably going to take the under tonight. Um, but that's dropped like Not many ton. NFL games went under last weekend. Really? Well. Well, one notable. One notable with a team playing tonight. It went uh, way, under. way under. That's just one game. Yeah, I don't want to get caught up on that one game. As much as I would love to see another 3 nothing. You know what game, Bruce Marshall says. Nothing's ever static. That's right. Always that's dynamic. Right. Um, so that's why I don't want to get too hung up on it. And this feels like one of those games where everyone's like under, 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 and we get like 60 points. It, so, it feels uh, like in, in, in the upcoming bowl season, with the different personnel groupings, mm-hmm. that should yield to a lot of points, shouldn't it? I would think so, yeah. But if quarterback plays that bereft would it that's true i mean tough one again yeah. not static no not static at all but you know this is gonna be an interesting game easton stick and um aiden o'connell and uh and, you know winter can not i don't think they'd show back up at the building tomorrow except for injury and treatment right but whenever they reassemble we're, we're still in the playoff mix we're still in that hunt for sure and uh and you know so i mean this it's a big game for both of these teams. I mean, I don't want to say it's the Super Bowl for either of these teams, but were you surprised with, with tonight's broadcast duo is Al uh-huh. Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit? Right. Were you surprised? And it was a big in the 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 media, the sports media guy for the New York Post. Mm-hmm. Is that Andrew Marchand? Is that right? I think so. Sounds is that, is that right. his? And 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 he's kind of the gospel right. of what's going on with talent with broadcasters mm-hmm. were you surprised al michaels didn't make the nbc cut yeah i was a little surprised um i was i mean that's a staple and uh you know has done such a great job for so many years so i was a little surprised yeah i would bet he doesn't care no probably not but one of the criticisms is he has sounded very aloof interesting and detached this year hmm. maybe detached more than aloof yeah i don't know if there's a big difference but anyway <laughs> and that doesn't feel like all the gusto's been there. Not an ageism thing, right? But just he's kind of just mailing it in a sure. little bit. Well, yeah. I didn't watch a single second of it. Yeah, but you know me. A lot of times, when it, especially on like a Thursday night, um, I'm watching a lot of different things, so I'm really in and out a lot uh, in terms of listening. But 
I, I haven't noticed. A team at NBC is clearly Tariqo sure, Collinsworth. And absolutely. He he wouldn't bump no, them off. No, no. But I'm I mean I'm surprised he's not in there. I think they're running Jack Collinsworth out there. Well, for a playoff game ahead of Al Michaels. That's I mean that's interesting, but he's been getting a lot History of history could be lately. unkind to you with that. Oh, it really could be. But um you know, it was surprising. But Al Michaels hadn't been cheated either. No. Come on now, you've done Lord, everything no. well. Yes, Literally yes. everything. I mean, he's been unbelievable. NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Uh I think he did local hockey at one time. <laughs> I think he he sure did. Yeah. I mean, the, the, just everything mm-hmm. that he's done all, all the NFL the 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 great Larry Munson, mm-hmm. Lindsey Scott call that, yeah. that that we play when when we do yeah. leading into SEC talk. Mm-hmm. Al Michaels' ABC call that day was really good, really, and he was the second team then. Mm-hmm. Keith Jackson, Coach Brawls were the sure. A team, and I want to say Al Michaels was with, was with that day. Maybe Era Parsegian, the coach mm-hmm. at Notre Dame yeah. back in the day. Great coach, yeah, and a good announcer, but his call was was really, really good. Wow, and you know, you know, forgotten by the sure. theatrics of yeah. Larry Munson. Say so he's done it all, so it's not like he's getting cheated. No, he's done it all, and I like you said, he probably doesn't care. He can repair much. to I mean, that he's, that pad they say he has at Malibu, yeah, and all's man, well. He's not, he's not, you know, he's not itching for no. uh, for a paycheck or anything. Um, Somebody said he he's got the second best place in Malibu. To Charlie Sheen's character. I, I believe it. I believe it. Um, I'm curious, Brett, uh, I mentioned a second ago talking about what games we were going to be running this weekend on Sports 56. It's the first Saturday of uh, NFL action. We've got a triple header uh, all on NFL Network. Uh, Vikings sitting at 7-6. and six. Bengals sitting at 7-6. and six. Steelers sitting at 7-6. and six. Colts sitting Speaks at 7-6. Speaks for itself. And six. Broncos sitting at 7-6. and six. And Lions sitting at nine and four. Which one of these six teams, Brett, playing on Saturday, needs the win the most? I think the Lions to get to, wow. to get back right, get yeah. back centered. Maybe for Dan Campbell to start reaching them again if they turned him off. And Jerry Goff has been just really sloppy with the ball. He has. He, he and, really and has. And we thought we thought he had fixed that. Thought, mm-hmm. And now this game's not. It, it'll be indoors at Ford Field. But he's really bad outdoors. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, no, I mean that's that's up there, and uh, you know you wouldn't think after hearing all this. Just when we sixes, were getting ready to start trusting the lines, yeah. I mean they've lost two of their last three against Tampa Bay and Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean that's, and lost um, Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, that was the that was the Green Bay mm-hmm. game. Um, so uh, you know two two losses uh, in their last three games, and I trust know, the least the Steelers. Oh yeah, uh, of the Saturday yeah, participants, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, well, Vikings with with Nick Mullins. I mean, Nick Mullins. Uh, it's getting pretty thin. Uh, but I mean, I think honestly, out of all of these backup quarterbacks, we'll see in these two games on Saturday morning. I think, I mean, Jake Browning has become one that I think a lot of people would say we count feel comfortable on. with him, mm-hmm. and that's really surprising. Um, but has had two really good weeks and is playing well. Now, the, the, some injuries in the Bengals' offensive line yeah, which that led be, yeah. to the Burrow injury mm-hmm. and way too many hits for him to this point in his career. Yeah, no, uh, taking a lot of hits. And a lot of injuries for him. I mean, the injuries are piling up. They are. I remember uh, a couple weeks ago when we were doing our uh, our top four quarterbacks on a Monday, and I left him out, and I said, we just haven't seen him that much. I mean, I love Joe Burrow. He's a great player, um, and, and when he's on the field, when he's he's in dynamic, there, he's good. But, man, I, I need more of him. Yeah, tonight tonight will be interesting. Saturday will be fun, and then yep. Sunday, 
the the, the games on Sunday, the the six and seven game, Buccaneers mm. at Green Bay, the game that Chris Berman used to affectionately or maybe disaffectionately call the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, no, that's Tampa be, uh, Bay at Green Bay. That's it. That's a great one. But yeah, and that one's going to be an important game for both of those teams. That and, historical reference do anything for y'all? The Bay of Pigs? Nothing. Oh yeah, it did something. I way to go, history teachers. Good job. Hey, it hits every time. Good job. Good job, history teachers. It's a really good name. It's creative too. But uh, but no, I mean, um, that's going to be huge for both those teams. I mean, this really feels like a big weekend all across the NFL. I mean, there are some it's getting down to it. games that, that can mean a lot in terms of seeding and, and when we get to the playoffs. If you're hot, you want to stay hot. Mm-hmm. If you've hit the law like Philadelphia, you want to get hot again. Yes, yes. And then somebody wants to be that team that emerges, a lot of these seven and sixers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, you know, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I'm Here's a team that's got to reboot, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, you're, no, that's a, that's a good point in there. Uh, Hard to reboot against Lamar. Yeah, that's a that's a tough game, and so you know that's a team in, in the Ravens that want to keep rolling, and and they've been really good on the road. I mean, what five and one on the road? Do you know the status for C.J. Stroud Sunday? Uh, I saw I saw earlier just walking in the hall, glanced up at the TV, and say he didn't practice today. Still He's getting late in the week, not to practice. So, yeah, I would say probably doubtful. If hard to play to, if you can't practice. Very hard to play if you can't practice. So I mean, that's a that's a huge loss for them, and and you know. Going up against a, a Titans team that, you know, really needs some wins. Sunday in New Orleans, how in the mix is, is Tommy DeVito really in in the Giants? Five and eight on the road at the Saints, six and seven. I mean, Brett, I don't know because that five and eight team, it's all I've been hearing about all week. We're Wednesday and I'm still it, seeing people getting this, the, you know, Italian and. You he, know. He's Italian? I hadn't heard. Oh, no, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. I mean, it, it, you, you this, miss it if you weren't paying attention. In this Jeremy Lynn of football. Yeah. He, I, he I, is. I, I love it. I, I love him though. Did I not I tell love you that? Tom. Like Monday. Yeah, you did say that. You, I you, mean, you did say and, that. And isn't this a function of this only happens if you're doing it in the media place of the world? Exactly. And, and hey, Brett, that's a great point. Tommy that's a great DeVito point. doing this in Phoenix with the Cardinals. No, it's not even a story. Not even a story. And he, and and Jer- story. Jeremy Lin do everything he did for yeah. that month in Memphis yeah, or Indiana. I mean, do we we don't even talk no. about Jeremy. No, you're, that's a great point. And he's playing. I mean, he's doing everything he needs to do to play into it. Because when you're talking about, I mean, say a uh, you know undrafted free agent quarterback comes in and it's just him. He's just doing his thing. Nothing interesting. He, about he's really him. embracing he the done, local role. Yeah, he just says whatever and moves on. It's whatever. But now. You've got a guy that his whole family comes. His agent is dressed up. He's like, living at his he, mom. He's living at his parents' house. I heard someone say he's he's just playing right into like a DiGiorno sponsorship it, it, or it's something. Pretty cool. that. I mean, and I, I don't blame him for for embracing it. Yeah. But how long will it last? Will it have staying no, that's, power? That's uh, that's a good question. I, I mean, I like Tommy DeVito. I liked him coming out of high school. Went to Syracuse, then ended up at, big at Illinois. I mean, it was huge. Uh, Donnie Bosco. Yeah. Big, big time high school football. Huge high school quarterback. Was an elite eleven guy. I mean, so you know, a very highly touted. Um, you know, this wasn't Jeremy Lin coming from Harvard and yeah. just random. I mean, he was an elite eleven top quarterback out yeah, of high school. But you know, I I would say. The college career worked, but, New but it York didn't work out like thought it would. It does. It, I mean, you're in the mecca, and I mean, uh, you know, you're in the middle of it all. So it's been fun, and maybe the it will continue this week against the Saints. I mean, Saints and are the st- Saints stuck on utterly blah? They yes. are. They are. 
Yes, they are. I mean, it's n- n- no. Nah. I mean, uh, there's no up or down. They just there's bad. not anybody you game <laughs> yeah. playing around. And there's and, the, and and you know, right now, Chris Olave, the the young receiver, um, he's dealing with an ankle injury. Yeah. So you know, he's kind of a fun player to tune into and watch. But you know, he might not even go this weekend. So it's just kind of a eh, whatever type of team right now. But it's gonna be a really fun weekend in the NFL. I'm really excited. Another big, you know, here here we here need I weather games. Game. Well, no, and we're hopefully getting close to some weather games but you know Brett our Cowboys on Sunday a big game against the Bills right now Buffalo a two-point favorite so that's a huge game um but it's going to be a really fun weekend with I mean tonight Saturday Sunday Monday of NFL football um it really will be a lot of fun but let's go ahead get to a break on the other side are we time for big number of the day we are real sports talk sports 56 WHBQ available on your radio dial at 560 a.m and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big. Big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The big number of the day. Well, I've got uh, two good big numbers that both tie into the same number and with the same team, so I'm very excited about this big number. The big number is... Five. Damian Lillard has now made the fifth most five three-pointers in history of the NBA with the three-pointer he hit last night at the 8.06 mark in the third quarter last night versus the Pacers. He passed Kyle Korver doing so in only 791 games. Kyle Korver played 1,232 games to get to that mark. Damon's played the fewest games of any player in the top five in three points made. My other five that goes hand in hand with that big number revolves around his teammate, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis is only the fifth player in NBA history to score 60 plus points on 70% or more from the field. He joins Wilt Chamberlain, who did it Four times. We talked about earlier today, Uh didn't we, Johnny? Carl Malone. Yes, we did. David Thompson, and the most recent one to do it, and teammate that we just talked about, Damian Lillard. How about, How about that? that? Oh, that's, that's a very solid big Thank number. You. Very solid. One, didn't he? How? I mean, I just took two that's big numbers, two. tied them all together with I love the same it. two players on and, the same team. I love it. And three out of your five people in, in that point scored. All with distinct ABA ties. That's right. Wilt coaching the Conquistadors. Uh-huh. Yeah. David Thompson starting uh-huh. with the Nuggets. And who was the other one? Who was the other one? Let's see. Carl uh, Malone. M- M- Moses Malone. Yeah. Moses. I thought you said Moses. No, Carl Malone. Oh, it was Carl Malone. Malone. No, no ABA mm, tie. That's too Moses Malone mm. straight out of high school. 
to the ABA. Okay, we were talking about Wilt Chamberlain we earlier. Sure were. We were. I will defend him until my yeah. last breath. Now I know you you average fifty against air at a Saturday morning rec league, yes. you're doing something right. Doing you something are. Right. Uh-huh. And you play your entire career and never foul out a game. That's yep. amazing, too. I will defend him. Yes. I've told you to read the book, but you're into conspiracy. Well, around I Will. am into conspiracy. My big number is 38. Okay. I like it. It is the final bowl appearance for UCLA as a member of the PAC, of the mm. PAC-12. They are 16, 20, and 1 in 37 previous bowl games. They will play in their 38th and final bowl as a member of the pack. And that 16, 20, and 1 includes a 36 to 6 loss in Memphis in 1976 in the Liberty Bowl. And that's the farthest east they ever played in a, in a bowl game. Wow. Never been to a Peach Bowl. Never been to any of the Florida bowl games. Right. I don't. I don't think ever been to a Sugar Bowl. Even they've been to a Cotton Bowl, but we we got them sure. in geography on that. But thirty eight bowl appearances for you for UCLA, and that thirty six six loss in nineteen seventy six at the Liberty Bowl. There were colder Liberty Bowls than that one. Uh-huh. I just never went to one. <laughs> it was hey, that was the topper. Hey, Brett, that's another great big number, but I have oh, to give Johnny. it. Oh. I have to Thank give you. it to Bryant. Um, I love how you tied it all together, Speaking man. of cold Liberty Bowls, we were talking about cold Liberty Bowls a couple weeks ago. And you got um, one in Iowa State and Memphis last time. I got, I got that, a really good one. Which one were you just talking about that you were at? 76. Okay, 76. And who, were, who was playing? Bama versus UCLA. Okay, my dad texted when we were talking about it last time, but by the time he heard it and was able to text me, you know, we were already past it. Um, Boston College, Notre That's the Dame. Topper. Your dad was um, at that one? 13 degrees that day. He said it was colder at kickoff. Um, I, I, I wasn't allowed to go. Behavior had been very shaky the night or two before. <laughs> and with the cold weather, my dad yeah. said, you're sitting right here and watching uh-huh. it with me. Yes. So I, I didn't go, and it, it, it nuked everything. Yeah. It was the all-timer. Yes. Mike Golick. Famous of Mike yeah, and Mike uh-huh. and, and and playing in the NFL. Sure. He was on that Notre Dame team. Oh, really? And says the two coldest he's ever been in his life playing in that uh-huh. game for Notre Dame yeah. and attending to watch his brother, uh, Mike Golick, yeah. played in, in the Liberty Bowl. His brother, Bob, uh-huh. played for Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl the day Joe Montana, they thought, was suffering from hypothermia and had to pour... Chicken soup down him to keep wow. him from freezing to death. Wow! At the, at the Cotton awesome. Bowl, and usually Liberty Bowl would always be a couple of days before the Cotton Bowl. We we, we would be maybe even about a week or so, mm. but kind of the same weather same pattern, same type of weather. Uh, yeah. in, in the uh-huh. Peach Bowl, when it was outdoors uh-huh. in Atlanta, Fulton County, yeah. would often kind of get the same, same mix of, of weather. Yeah. But your your dad for everybody that. Went to both yes. far and away. Uh-huh. BC against Notre Dame yeah. was, was open fires in the stadium. <laughs> People setting newspaper and hay on fire up that's in the great. stands. I love that. That's crazy. That's awesome. Brett, I mean, that's right up there with Bob Lilly. Lucky yeah, to be alive. Sure is. And you're doing everything just to make sure you can be alive. Starting fires. Hey, but Brett, that's crazy. You talked about the Liberty Bowl at Iowa State. Uh, the current offensive line coach Jeff Myers. He went to Iowa State. And he was there for the uh, bowl game, and he thought it was going to be hot in Memphis. They didn't bring enough cold gear, man. They had to go to Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, uh, wow. but, but Johnny, you know in the uh, equipment world, you take umbrellas to the Georgia Dome. I can't believe they oh, left yeah. cold weather stuff behind. They left cold weather You stuff. usually take everything. I mean, you take blocking sleds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you everything. take everything. Huh. 
<laughs> if they need it for practice, you take it. Uh, when when, my, when I, my nephew was at Bama, he said their mantra was, we take umbrellas to the Georgia Dome. That's you got hilarious. To. That's you never a know. great saying. I love that. You, you, pack, you packed up everything, everything that was under that roof. Got to. Every headgear, every helmet, everything. every that thigh pad. Surprising. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> That's surprising, though. Johnny, don't you think people would be shocked? At how much food is around on game day? Oh my goodness! People would be, <laughs> be, yeah. the, be, be the shocked. number of peanut uh-huh. butter jelly sandwiches. Uh-huh. Peanut butter jelly sandwich grapes. They got the fruit grapes snakes. are they unbelievable. I, they I, got I, I collect a year's worth of grapes during football <laughs> season to snack on. They got everything you need, trail mix, everything. Man. And then post-game, the big bags of food, especially yes. on road trips. Oh, yes. The Chick-fil-A, anything you want, man. When, when last year when we played in Atlanta against Georgia Tech, I mean, I mean big like old-fashioned Cecil's grocery bags full of Jim and Nick's barbecue. Oh, wow. And it, I mean, it was 500 of them. I said, well, I don't want them to go to waste. Let yeah, me grab one. I'll take a couple. That's awesome. And, 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 and Johnny, you know, in the sports world, if they offer one, take three. You got to take three. <laughs> you got to take three. <laughs> you got to take three, Brad. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Well, you know, I'm excited. We've been talking a lot about bowls, and we've been waiting for these bowl games to start. And Saturday's the day, and starting kind of early in the morning in terms of college football with the I'll enjoy one. And I don't, I, I don't want to run down anybody's bowl. Well, and that's the thing, Brad, is by the time we get to these bowl games and we're actually watching we don't care who's playing if it's a college football game on television we are going to watch it and, we're going and, to enjoy and Brian, it. i don't want to run down anybody's bowl because to the winner yeah there will be happy tears shed yes. for somebody winning the radiance technologies Absolutely. independence bowl oh there certainly will be so it's going to be a lot of fun and it all starts on saturday and we're going to be making a lot of picks for it tomorrow during friday football forecast but let's go ahead wrap up this hour and get to a break when we come back we're talking nba with keith smith 